Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and Steph Curry dropped the first 50 piece of the season in the NBA. He basically <laughs> willed the Warriors to a win come from behind. They were down by 15, a win over the Eastern Conference finalist Atlanta Hawks. Let's just never take Stephen Curry for granted. I feel like a lot of times because he's been here for so long since 2009 and we've seen him do amazing things nonstop. Like, let's just realize that no one like him has ever existed. Yes, there have been shot makers, but no one who is just like him. He is the first of his kind, one of a kind so far. A lot of imitators. We saw one last night, Trey Young. I've been on record saying I don't like Trey Young's game, but the kid is quick. The kid has a nice floater. He can shoot. I had wondered who was going to get more free throws, Trey or Steph, and it was definitely Steph. I think Trey Young had like two or three, and Steph had 13. He was 13 of 13. And you could tell Steph wanted this one, likely because, you know, he's just competitive. But also, you know, Trey Young is somebody who. Got a lot of hype in the playoffs last year. Had a lot of comparisons to Steph since the day he was a a draft prospect at Oklahoma. So Steph wanted to be like, this is me. This is what I do. I'm still great. I'm still better than you. (laughs) You got a long way to go to catch me. And he proved it. You know, Steph shot 14 of 28, 9 for 19 from 3, plus 31, 50 points, 10 assists. The oldest person to ever in NBA history get 50 points and 10 assists. I feel like we'll be saying that a lot about Steph over the next few years, the oldest person to have done this because he's just unique and he gets so many of his points from the three ball. We spend a lot of time talking about the other players on this team a lot, like Gary Payton, second, Jordan Poole, Andre Godala, James Wiseman, the rookies, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and whatnot. And it's not because we don't appreciate Steph, but sometimes it is easy to take him for granted that he'll come in there and drop 30 and he'll shoot 43% from three-point land. But we've seen this team without him when he was out with a broken hand and even in stretches, especially in this game where he's not in the game and the Warriors are struggling. They were down by 15 and they were down at halftime, but then third quarter and it wasn't like most of the third quarter was dominated by the Warriors it was just the last several minutes right Steph made a bunch of shots hit some free throws and broke it open all of a sudden they had what a 14 point lead then a 17 point lead in the first half the Hawks you saw a team that just played together a lot they knew their spots they knew their roles and they were humming eventually the Warriors will get there you know Like they're starting to know each other's spots, know their tendencies, know where they like the ball, know what they're physically capable of doing. But this bodes well. This was supposed to be like a big test and they passed. So the Warriors are nine and one, the best record in the NBA. They have the best points differential plus 13.7. The next best team is the Jazz at 9.1. So it looks good. And I alluded to this a little bit in yesterday's episode after the Rockets game. Yes, the Warriors have had an easy schedule so far, 
and they've taken advantage of it and they've used that opportunity to really see who their guys are a little bit more, the new guys, the unknowns. It's been advantageous, clearly. But people have to reassess this team because when experts were figuring out where to rank the Warriors in the offseason, they were looking at a team that had Steph at MVP level still, an aging Draymond Green, who people didn't know if he still had it, Clay Thompson, who wasn't back from injury, still isn't back, James Wiseman, who's a big question mark, Andre Godala, who some people thought was washed, Otto Porter Jr., who was just been injury prone, and Nemanja Bielica, who also didn't play many games recently, not necessarily because of injuries, but, you know, he's just a spot-up shooter to them. And then a bunch of young guys and role players that most people outside of the Bay had never really heard of or given a lick of attention to. You look at that group and they're all fulfilling their roles better than most people expected. Obviously, Clay and James Wiseman are still out, but Steph is still capable of being at MVP level, as we saw in this game. Draymond can bring it still. And he just needed the right players around him. Andre Godala, not watched, played his 1,200th game, which puts him in rare air with, like, I think LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, I think they said, in terms of active players. Otto Porter Jr. has not gotten injured yet. The Warriors sat him. And it seems like they're going to be smart because of this deeper bench. They're able to sit some of these guys a little bit more. They could have used him last night, especially in the first half, but they ultimately didn't need him. And then Nemanja Bielitsa, who knew that guy was anything more than a sloped shoulder, three-point specialist. The dude can pass, he can create, and he's tough. He might not be the strongest, most physical center, but he has more dimensions to his game. The young guys, Moses Moody, yeah, he's coming along, has some minutes, you know. He's trustworthy in spots. And Jonathan Kaminga, again, still kind of the the project, doesn't get many minutes. He was hurt for a while. But then no one factored in how good Jordan Poole would be and what kind of factor he could be each and every night, even though he's still learning how to be consistent and to affect the game, even if his shot isn't falling. And then Gary Payton II. That dude is getting major rotation minutes. He played 21 minutes against the Hawks, and he was plus 22. He fouled out, but it was a very, very good fouling out overall. Again, it's early, and don't get too ahead of yourself because definitely the Hawks looked like they were the better team in the first half. They were just outplaying the Warriors, who were coming off the second night of a back-to-back. But still, after an opening salvo from the Warriors, the Hawks just played their game. And, you know, if it weren't for Steph kind of just heating up, who knows how this would have turned. I was fully expecting the Warriors to take an L and be like, okay, you know, this is not a finished product. It's a process, and this is where we're at. But they won. And the takeaway is that you have Stephen Curry. Damn. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. It doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. 
If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting back to Gary Payton II and his defense on Trey Young, this is exactly why he's here. Is what we've all wanted, what we've been talking about since the summer, is the Warriors needing a point-of-attack guy with athleticism who is willing and able to do those little things. And, you know, if he fouls out, he fouls out. The Warriors did basically what other teams try to do to Steph, which is make him uncomfortable. So in the second half, they just tried to make Trey Young uncomfortable. And he didn't really have an answer, and the Hawks didn't really have an answer. They were physical. They denied him the ball. And they just had Gary Payton all up on him nonstop. You know how in a game, maybe when there's an inbounds to the point guard, the defender will be all up on him, wrapped up. But then once that point guard gets the ball, the guy will back off. Not Gary Payton. You know, (laughs) he would just come back on him. And that was awesome to see. That's a great weapon to have somebody who's not just willing to do it, but who can do it. If you go back and watch this game, Gary Payton in the second was annoying the hell out of Trey Young. Like, just even in the half-court sets, Trey Young would be standing there without the ball, and Gary Payton would always have his hands on him. He'd be, like, pushing him in the chest, you know, just, like, little things that annoy guys, especially a guy like Trey Young who probably doesn't like that much physicality because he's so small. You could see dead balls, too. Like, Gary Payton the second just bodying up on him and you all know (laughs) if y'all played basketball before that dude who does that is really really irritating who else on this roster would do that i mean maybe juan toscano anderson but he doesn't have the quicks to cover somebody like trey young and trey young had a good game you know for the first half but credit to gary payton the second for just constantly being annoying like constantly, like, you know, forearms, hands in the back, holding on the arms and stuff, all those little things that the refs, quote unquote, don't see sometimes and take some veteran savvy to get away with. That's awesome. (laughs) That's really awesome. And, you know, imagine if Steph had to cover Trey Young this game. Would Steph have had the energy to score 50 points? Maybe, maybe not. Luckily, we didn't have to find out. I mean, if you got that game on tape, seriously, it is kind of funny to watch. He does those things that, like, I guess a Patrick Beverly would do, but with, like, more subtlety and less loudly. In the first half, the Warriors looked a little outsized. You know, they went with a small ball lineup, but Atlanta's small ball lineup is still across the board. It was still bigger than the Warriors and more physical So they were getting bodied a lot. That was one of those games where I was like, oh, man, James Wiseman would have a lot of fun with this. He could really keep that other team honest with his size, with his athleticism. This would have been a game where hopefully he could have really made an impact on both ends of the floor, rebounding, defense, whatever. 
the Warriors get the Timberwolves next, then they get the Bulls, and then they go on the road. So it'll be an interesting next couple of weeks. It'll be amazing if they leave home 11-1. and Chicago, I think, is a game that they could lose, depending. Who knows? But it's possible. It's possible they come out 11-1. It's possible they come out maybe 10-2. and Hopefully there's no letdown against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves do have some fight in them for sure, but they definitely got some issues as well. They fought hard against the Memphis Grizzlies, took it to overtime on a crazy Carl Anthony Towns last second deep three. <laughs> but ultimately, like the Timberwolves tend to do, they they lost. Oh, <laughs> and I forgot Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, we all know, we've, we all talk about this, how he is not the best shooter. Sometimes the shots just clank off the rim, no question. They don't even dance up there. There's no chance of it going in once it hits iron. It's like, you know, when Steph's shot hits the rim, you're like, oh, this might go in still. But the line drive nature of Wiggins' shot makes it kind of tough. But I will definitely give him credit for being aggressive he's been throwing down some alley-oops and trying to dunk the ball a lot more I don't know if it's a challenge he's put to himself or if he's seeing Gary Payton the second and Andre Iguodala dunk the ball more and he just kind of wants in on that who knows but I like that I'll take that anything that shows aggression from Andrew Wiggins is a plus for this Warriors team because yes maybe he'll take some ill-advised shots but then he'll he'll back off. And this must be interesting for him because, you know, when he came to the Warriors in 2019, 2020, the Warriors were the worst team in the league. Steph was out. And by the time Steph came back, COVID suspended the season. And then last season was kind of like, meh. Wiggins was basically needed to be the number two guy in terms of scoring. And we saw that that didn't work that well. But now on this deep roster, he can just play more of his role. And he gets to see what this Warriors culture, what Warriors basketball, what these veterans who've been through championship runs, playoff battles, what that's really, really like from the inside. Like the last two seasons weren't the Warriors that he had seen from the outside during the dynasty, but now he's starting to see it. And Jonathan Kamega, he got a couple minutes in the first quarter, taking some of Otto Porter Jr.'s minutes, who again sat out. And he looked good. He looked fine. You know, he dropped a pass, turnover at the end of the quarter. But overall, he looked comfortable. He looked like he was playing within himself. And again, he looks like just a legitimately big dude. A big dude who will probably get stronger. He's already really strong. And he looked okay on defense, actually, too. Making his switches, staying in front of people of all sizes. If he ends up being a guy who can guard smaller dudes up top on the perimeter and bigger dudes down low, that will be very very helpful in the near future again it's early you know stuff happens knock on wood the warriors stay healthy but you know when steph hurt his shoulder i was like oh man (laughs) there we go but he's all right so just keep going keep trying to pile up wins grow as a team keep momentum and try to stay top four in the western conference throughout the season i think that would be a realistic goal, assuming ups and downs over 82 games. This was fun. This was a fun game to watch. And it's great when Steph reminds you who built this house. <laughs> anyway, that's another episode of the Open Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. 
The Oakland Warriors Podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and say nice stuff about us. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.